page 27. Stella. Stella says she is sure I will see another real live gorilla someday. And I believe her because she's even older than I am and has eyes like black stars and knows more than I will ever know. Stella is a mountain. Next to her, I'm a rock and Bob is a grain of sand. Every night when the stores close and the moon washes the world with milky light, Stella and I talk. We don't have much in common, but we have enough. We are huge and alone, and we both love yogurt raisins. Sometimes Stella tells stories of her childhood, or of leafy canopies hidden by mists and the busy songs of flowing water. Unlike me, she recalls every detail of her past. Stella loves the moon with its untroubled smile. I love the feel of the sun on my belly. She says, it is quite a belly, my friend, and I say, thank you, so is yours. We talk, but not too much. Elephants, like gorillas, do not waste words. Stella used to perform in a large and a famous circus, and she still does some of those tricks for our show. During one stunt, Stella stands on her hind legs while Snickers jumps on her head. It's hard to stand on your hind legs when you, more than, when you weigh more than 40 men. If you are a circus elephant, you stand on your hind legs while a dog jumps on your head and you get a treat. If you don't, the claw stick comes a-swinging. Elephant hide is thick as bark on an ancient tree, but a claw stick can pierce it like a leaf. Once Stella saw a trainer hit a bull elephant with a claw stick. A bull is like a silverback, noble, contained, calm like a cobra is calm. When the claw stick hit the bull's flesh, he tossed the trainer in the air with his tusk. The man flew, Stella said, like an ugly bird, though she never saw the bull elephant again. Stella's trunk is a miracle. She can pick up a single peanut with elegant precision, tickle a passing mouse, and tap the shoulder of a dozing keeper. Her trunk is remarkable, but it can't unlatch the door of her tumble-down domain. Circling Stella's legs are long-ago scars from the chains that she wore as a youth her bracelets, as she calls them. When she worked at the famous circus, Stella had to balance on a pedestal for her most difficult trick. One day, she fell off and she injured her foot. When she went lame and lagged behind the other, the other elephants, the circus sold her to Mac. Stella's foot never healed completely. She limps when she walks, and sometimes her foot gets infected when she stands in one place for too long. Last winter, Stella's foot swelled to twice its normal size. She had a fever, and she lay on the damp, cold floor of her domain for five days. They were very long days. Even now, I'm not sure she's completely better. She never complains, though, so it's hard to know. At the big top mall, no one bothers with iron shackles. A bristly rope tied to the bolt of the floor is all that's required. They think I'm too old to cause trouble, Stella says. Old age, she says, is a powerful disguise. It's been two days since anyone's come to visit. Mac is in a bad mood. He says we're losing money hand over fist. He says he's going to sell the whole lot of us. When Thelma, a blue and yellow macaw, demands, Kiss me, big boy! For the third time in ten minutes, Mac throws a soda can at her. Thelma's wings are clipped so she can't fly, but she can still hop. She leaps aside just in the nick of time. Pucker up, she says with a shrill whistle. Mac stomps off to his office and slams the door shut. I wonder if my visitors have grown tired of me. Maybe if I learned a trick or two, it would help. Humans do seem to enjoy watching me eat. Luckily, I am always hungry. I'm a very gifted eater. 
A silverback must eat 45 pounds of food a day if he wants to stay a silverback. Silver, 45 pounds of fruit and leaves and seeds and stems and bark and vines and rotten wood. Also, I enjoy the occasional insect. I'm going to try and eat more. Maybe then if we get more visitors. Tomorrow, I will eat 50 pounds of food. Maybe even 55. That should make Mac happy, right? Bob. I explain my plan to Bob. Ivan, he says, trust me on this one. The problem is not your appetite. He hops on my chest and licks my chin, checking for leftovers. Bob is a stray, which means he doesn't have a permanent address. He is so speedy, so wily, that the mall workers long ago gave up trying to catch him. Bob can sneak into cracks and crevices like a tracked rat. He lives well off the ends of hot dogs that he pulls from the trash. For dessert, he laps up spilled lemonade and splattered ice cream cones. I've tried to share my food with Bob, but he is a picky, picky eater, and he says he prefers to hunt for himself. Bob is tiny, wiry, and fast, kind of like a barking squirrel. He's nut-colored and big ears. His tail moves like weeds in the wind, spiraling and dancing. Bob's tail makes me dizzy and confused. It has meanings within meanings, like human words. I am sad, it says. I'm happy. It says, beware, I may be tiny, but my teeth are sharp. Gorillas don't have any use for tails. Our feelings are uncomplicated. Our rumps are unadorned. Bob used to have three brothers and two sisters. Humans tossed them out of a truck onto the freeway when they were a few weeks old. Bob rolled into a ditch. The others did not. His first night on the highway, Bob slept on the, in the icy mud of the ditch. When he woke, he was so cold that his legs wouldn't bend for an hour. The next night, Bob slept under some dirty hay near the big top mall garbage bins. The following night, Bob found a spot in the corner of my domain where the glass is broken. I dreamed that I had eaten a furry donut, and when I woke up in the dark, I discovered a tiny puppy snoring on top of my belly. It had been so long since I'd felt the comfort of another's warmth that I really wasn't sure what to do. Not that I hadn't had visitors. Like Mac had been in my domain, of course, and many other keepers. I'd seen my share of rats zip past, and the occasional wayward sparrow had fluttered in through a hole in my ceiling, but they never stayed for long. I didn't move all night for fear of waking Bob. Once I asked Bob why he didn't want a home. Humans, I'd noticed, seemed to be irrationally fond of dogs, and I could see why a puppy would be easier to cuddle with than, say, I don't know, a gorilla. Everywhere is my home, Bob answered. I am a wild beast, my friends, untamed, undaunted. I told Bob he could work in the show like Snickers, the poodle who rides on Stella. Bob said Snickers sleeps with a pillow. Bob said Snickers sleeps on a pink pillow in Mac's office. He said she eats foul-smelling meat from a can, and he made a face. His lips curled, revealing tiny needles of teeth. Poodles, he said, are parasites.